Shalom to all. Today's office, Psachim Daf Lamid. We're starting 10 lines from the top at the two dots. Today's office sponsored by Alisha Ben Bracha and Lior Nechamabas Levana. They should be gebenched with Kol Mili Demetav. Now we're in the middle of talking about Bittol, and I mentioned the concept of Nisein Tam. If Isra is strong enough to impart flavor, then it will Asra mixture. Now this changes if it's Nisein Tam Lifgam. The taste imparted isn't beneficial at all. A classic case would be Me'es Le'es after a 24-hour period. For example, Isra was cooked in a pot, thereby making the pot Usr because of the Blias, the absorption of the Isra in the pot. Now if the Isra is removed and Heter is then cooked in the pot, all things being equal, that food is now going to be usher because the bleus in the walls of the pot are nice and tom, they impart flavor into the food. However, if this pot remained idle in the cabinet for 24 hours, then the flavor inside of it is considered nice and tom gum. It's not beneficial at all, and therefore does not usher the food. And the Gemara says, Amarav, Kedaris Pesach, earthen were pots and pans right before Pesach, meaning they were used for chametz, Yishabayru, they have to be broken, and they're not allowed to be used after Pesach. That's because he holds that chametz is usher even after Pesach, and even though the chametz absorbed into the walls of this pot are technically nice and tam gum. Remember, they're way after Pesach. It's way more than 24 hours. Nonetheless, Rav holds that nice and tam gum is usher, so therefore, you have to break these pots and there's nothing to do about it. The Gemara says, Pesach. We should just wait till after Pesach. We can cook food. That's Einai Minai. Meaning it's a different type of food that was cooked in this pot prior to Pesach and therefore would be permitted. Why is that? That's because Rav agrees that Min Be'enai Minai after Pesach is mutter if the Isser is only a Mashahu and Blias in a pot are considered a mashu. So therefore, we have a way not to have to go and break these pots. The Gemara answers, Rav holds, Maybe the person's going to accidentally cook minai in that pot. He doesn't remember what he cooked prior to Pesach in this pot. Therefore, no using this pot at all, even because you might accidentally cook minai in the pot. However, Shmuel Amr, he says, You don't have to break the pot. You wait till after Pesach. You're allowed to cook whatever you want in it, whether it's min, whether it's enai minai. And Vazir Shmuel Tamei, he's consistent with his shita. The Amr Shmuel told these people that sell earthenware pots and pans, please set a fair market value, that's Ashvu Zvini Akandichi, to your pots and pans, meaning when you're selling new earthenware pots and pans after Pesach, please set a fair market value. V'ilai, if you don't do that, Darshin Al-Chuk Shimon, I'm going to Darshan for everyone just like Reb Shimon, that really it's permitted to use your old pots and pans, and then no one's going to buy new stuff from you. The Gemara asks, Valid why didn't he just Darshan that for them? Why does he have to threaten but not really do it? Shmuel holds like Reb Shimon, the Chametz after Pesach is Motorbana, so therefore you're allowed to use your old pots and pans, you don't have to buy new ones. The Gemara answers, Asfi de Rav Hava. This is really the area of Rav. So Shmuel wasn't able to paskin like that. He was just threatening them that if they don't set fair market value to their pots and pans, then he's just going to start telling everyone that there's a shita of Reb Shimon, and then they're going to lose a lot of money. And continuing with this concept of Blias, Hanura, there was an oven. It was smeared with some sort of smearing. Rashi explains that he had taken some fleshic fats, smeared inside the oven. That's going to impart a meaty flavor into any bread that's cooked. And Asra Rav Abarilai Lemechel Rifta, Rav Abarilai said that you are not allowed to eat this bread, even if you're eating it with salt, meaning even if you're eating it plain, you're not dipping it in anything. La'ilam, forever, meaning any bread that's baked in this oven, forever and ever, is usher to be eaten. That's because there's always going to be some sort of bliss, there's going to be some sort of absorption of this meaty flavor into the bread, and the reason why it's usher is perhaps you're going to accidentally eat this bread with kutach, which is a milchik dip, and therefore you're going to end up eating meat and milk, which we all know is a problem. Therefore, you're 
you're never allowed to eat any bread that's baked in this oven. The Gemara asks, Mesve, we have a stira. The Brasher says as follows, You're not allowed to knead dough with milk. If he did do so, the whole bread is asr. Because the person might accustom himself to an avera, meaning he might accidentally eat this bread with something that's meaty, and then he's going to have an issue of eating meat and milk together. And Kiyotabai similarly says the Gemara, We're not allowed to smear the oven with the fat from the tail of the animal. Again, this is fleshig. If he did do so, any bread that's baked in his asr, until he fires up the oven and he makes it really hot, so now all these bleas, all this meat is going to come out. So we see from here, however, if he did fire up the oven, so then it would be permitted to eat the bread that's baked in it. This is a good refutation of Rava Barilai that said that you're never allowed to have any bread that's baked in this oven, implying that even if you fired up a fire inside of it, it still would be asr. Ravina tells Ravashi, now that we've disproven Rav so why would Rav say that you have to break your chametz deck earthenware pots and pans before a Pesach? We have a way to kasher them. Amalehi responded, Over there, in the case of Rav Barilai, we're actually talking about a metal oven, so we can kasher it by lighting a fire in it. However, Rav's case is talking about earthenware pots and pans, and there's no way to kasher it. Alternatively, both of them are talking about earthenware pots and pans or an earthenware oven. The oven gets fired up from the inside, so when the fire is on the inside, that draws out all the bleas of Esr. However, the pots and pans, you light the fire only from the outside, and that's not sufficient heat to draw out all the bleas that are on the inside of the pot and the pan. And Vachitim, if you're going to suggest, Okay, so fire it up from the inside. Light a bonfire on the inside of your pot and pan, and then you'll get all the bleas out. Gemara answers, You're going to be very careful, and you're not really going to fire it up as you should, because you're afraid it's going to break the paka, it's going to split the keli in half, and it's going to break it, and therefore we say, you have to break the kalim according to Rav. Hilkach, therefore, this tile ring, which is some sort of earthenware cooking gadget, this is something which the fire is lit only from the outside of it. Va'asr and it's asr, there's no way to kasher it. However, if you fill it up with coals on the inside of it, so then that's a valid way of kashering it. And now we continue with our discussion of kashering vessels before Pesach. These chametz dick knives before Pesach, what are we supposed to do with them? Amalehi says, I make brand new knives before Pesach. I get rid of my chametz dick ones, I put them away, and I use brand new Pesach dick knives. Amalehi said, That's good that for you, you're able to do that. You're wealthy, you have the financial ability to buy new knives before Pesach. What about a person that's not able to buy brand new knives? So what is he supposed to do? Amalehi responded, I make my knives like they're new. I don't buy new knives. What do I do? Katayu Batina, I wrap their handles in clay. That's to protect them from the fire. Uparzalaihu Benura, and their iron blade I place in fire. Vahadur Ma'ayelna Likatayu Baraishin. Then I take their handle and I place it in boiling hot water, which this is Libon and Hagala together. And we're going to see this momentarily in the Gemara. The Hilchsan Halacha is We could just place it into boiling hot water. We wouldn't have to put some in fire and then some in hot water. Both the handle and the knife could be placed in hot water. But it has to be in a Klirishin, meaning you're not allowed to take water that was boiled up on the fire, take it off the fire and pour it into another Kli. That's Klishini. If you want to do Agala properly, you have to use 
use the original water that was boiled up in the original vessel. That's a clear reshine, but reishin, and it has to be boiling hot. And Amr Afuna Breed Rav Yeshua, it's parer. What about a wooden mixing spoon? Magida Bereishin, that has to have a gala done in boiling hot water, uba clear reshine, and also in a clear reshine. Kasavar, he holds, the way that it absorbed, that's the way that it expelled. What does that mean? When you're mixing your food on the fire, that means that this mixing spoon is in a klirishain that's on the fire. So the same way that it absorbed chametz, it absorbed the iser in a klirishain, that's the only way that that iser is going to come out of it if it's placed into a klirishain on the fire while it's boiling hot. Kibayloi kach paltai. The way that it absorbs, that's the same way it's going to spit it out, it's going to expel it. What about these lead-coated earthenware vessels? Are you allowed to use them on Pesach? What's the question? These are earthenware vessels, and we know that it's not so easy to kasher earthenware. However, they're coated with lead. They're coated with metal, so perhaps we could kasher them. And we continue explaining. Yeruka, if it's made out of the green clay, like Tiba I'm not asking you a question. They're for sure usher. That's because this green type of clay is highly absorbent, so it's for sure going to absorb even through the lead coating. What's the whole question? If it's made out of black or white clay, my, what's the halacha? Because those aren't so highly absorbent. And if it has cracks in the lead, I'm not asking you It's for sure usher because the earthenware is going to absorb through the cracks in the lead. What's all question? When the coating is completely smooth. My, what's the halacha? responded. We see that these vessels sweat. We see that they absorb and they're usher. Meaning, when you place something on the inside of these vessels, you can see droplets of liquid of condensation on the outside of the vessel. That means that it absorbed some of the liquid. And the Torah gave testimony about an earthenware vessel that something that was absorbed into its walls is never going to come out. Therefore, even though this earthenware vessel is made out of black or white earthenware and it's covered with a smooth layer of lead, nonetheless, there is no way to kosher it for Pesach. The Gemara asks, Why is this any different than Yain Nesach, wine owned by a Nanju? The Darsh Meremer, Meremer Darshind, Mani Dukunya, these lead coated earthenware vessels, Ben Uchma, Ben Chivari, Ben Yeruke, whether it's made of black, white, or green clay, Shari, they're still permitted to be used. Vichitim, if you're going to suggest Yain Nesach Drabanan and Chamis Daraisa, Yain Nesach is only an Isra Drabanan, where Chamis is an Isra Daraisa. That's where we're more makeal with Yain Nesach, called it Tikan Rabanan, Kain Daraisa Tikan. Anytime the Chamim makes some sort of Takana, they do it on the strength of the level of a Daraisa. So therefore, there should be no difference between a Drabana and Dairais over here. Amrlah, he answered, These chamin stick vessels, you use them with hot, meaning you cooked something in them. Therefore, they absorb so much flavor, you can't get it out. However, these wine vessels that had Yai Nesach in them, there was never any heat applied to them. It was just cold liquid, cold wine in a cold vessel, and therefore, it didn't absorb, and that's why you can use them. And a similar idea, that there's a difference between something that's used hot versus something that's used cold. Amrav Bar Abba, Amrav Bar Ashi, Amr Shmuel, call any vessel that had chametz used in it, however the chametz was cold, you're allowed to put matzah into that vessel. Except for a sourdough yeast starter holder, meaning we had these sourdough yeast starters that we spoke about previously, and you put it in some sort of holder. Since when it's rising and it's becoming chametz, it has very intense, powerful flavors, so it's like it was used for something that's hot, and therefore there's no way to kosher it. And Amravashi he says, which is a vessel that's used for holding very sharp foods such as vinegar and other things and therefore it's chametz and has these very sharp flavored foods that's just like a base sa'ar the sourdough yeast starter holder that we had said it's chimutzah is kasha has these intense powerful flavors of chametz and it would be asr and you would not be allowed to use it even with cold things on Pesach 
And Amr Rav, he says, These kneading bowls in Mechuza, since it was very common to knead sourdough in them, and they would leave their sourdough in this bowl, it's just like this base Sa'ar. The Gemara asks Pshita, isn't that obvious? That's the same exact halacha that we had just taught previously, that a base Sa'ar is going to be Asr. This is a base Sa'ar. You leave the Sa'ar inside. The Gemara answers, you might have thought, since it's very wide and open, so there's good air circulation, and it's not going to absorb these intense, powerful flavors of chametz. Kamashmal and the Chiddush is that nonetheless, since it's being used for sourdough, it's going to be usser, just like a regular base sa'ar sourdough yeast starter holder, and therefore it would be usser, and that's Rava's Chiddush. We're going to pause here for the day, pick up with a brand new Mishnah tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.